Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Small Time Songwriter. My name is Angel Corsi, and I am, of course, your small time songwriter. Uh, <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about feeling a little, a little lost. I would say a little, a little unsure of what the future holds. You know, we take on these projects as artists. We take on these projects. Um, right now, I'm finishing up my project, which is. Uh, uh, an acoustic EP, which is called uh, Where the Leaves Turn Gold, which I've mentioned a few times. But um, it's basically just a one-take recording. It's it's a it's an over-packaged demo, really. It's just a way of me releasing some of my music so that if anybody's curious about what I write about and how I write, they can have an avenue of doing that. You know, I, I struggle with these kinds of projects because what happens is... Um, You'll spend all your time and effort and energy and spirit on a particular project. And once you finish it, you're not really sure what the next steps are. Do you jump into the next record? Do you try to come up with avenues in which way in, in which to promote the current record? You know, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, it's funny how things move so quickly because I'm so young still. I'm, I'm like the youngest person ever. <laughs> No, but I'm not that young, but I am young enough that uh, back in the day, I can use back in the day, uh, I I would release a record or we, the, the traditional route was always, um, you would release a record, you'd take your songs that you recorded on the record on tour, and then on tour, you would sell your CDs, uh, so basically you'd sell your record and promote your record on tour. While you're doing this, you're trying to shop around your record to get some airplay or some radio, uh, score some interviews, help book the events. So you create this uh, synergy that happens. You release the record, you promote the record, you sell the record, you spread the record, you get more gigs. Things don't really work that way anymore. I don't actually know how things work to be honest. <laughs> so if you're looking for those kinds of answers uh, from, a, from a musician podcast, you better go find another one because I'm not here to... I don't got the answers, man. <laughs> um, all I can say is I'm trying stuff. And one of the things I'm trying is I'm trying to see what happens after this because I know from the very beginning releasing this record which is coming out i hope december 29th if all the paperwork gets done quickly enough um but what how can i say this i'm struggling today but essentially you know i i struggle with knowing what to do these days when it comes to releasing a record and i knew from the very beginning i was going to run into this wall this uh Maybe not walled, maybe just these doors, not sure which door to walk through. And last week I was talking about being a songwriter in service, and I think that was one of the doors that I was thinking about walking through. Because I knew when I released this record, it wasn't going to be for money. I'm not going to be able to sell this record. I can't make physical CDs, no one buys them. I'd have to go on tour. I'm not going on tour right now. It would be very difficult for me to go on tour. Uh, it's just... Um, it's a weird spot. And then I thought maybe I can use it as shop into some music venues out here, but that doesn't really work either anymore. It doesn't really work like that. 
just the way the economy works with live music at the moment. It's such a commodity. That's kind of the thing is after the pandemic, music became such a commodity more than ever before. Um, Art has always been a commodity after a certain period. But now it's definitely a commodity, right? Because it's all over, easy access. It there's no there's nothing special about it, and that's kind of cool because when it is special, it's going to hit really hard, and there's freedom in not having to be special. And I think I kind of used that as my freedom when I was working on where the leaves turn gold, because. What I used, that record, I used it as an exercise of letting go, of saying, I can just release something. I don't have to overthink this. I don't need the million-dollar studio. I don't need the producers or the hired musicians. Do I want all that stuff? Yeah, that would be great to do someday. But I'm not in that stage. And just because I'm not in that stage doesn't mean that I don't get to produce anything. I have what I have. It doesn't mean I can't share what I have. And um, I want to share it. I like the songs. I think they're some of my better ones. And I'm excited for you guys to hear them. But I'm also not really sure what else to do after. And last week I was talking about being in service. So I've been kind of exploring that more. And uh, I've been talking to the uh, to the host and resident artist. His name's Dwayne Wolf at the Firehouse Art Center, which is the local art center here, the nonprofit art center. It's here in Longmont, um, and he's very generously allowed me to. I mean, in his mind, it's not auditioning, I guess, but to me, it's like an audition. So he's he's generously allowed me to. Um, uh, try to collaborate with him. So I get to teach the songwriting workshop of the meetup, which I think is really fun. I love teaching. Um, I really do. I really love teaching, and I could talk about songwriting stuff pretty much all day. I could pretty much talk about music stuff all day, too, which is why this podcast exists. <laughs> but uh, it got me into a, a storm of ideas. And um, one of the things that I've noticed is I get these messages from you guys every once in a while asking me certain questions. And I realize that the questions that seem obvious to me aren't obvious to everybody because they haven't been doing it as long or they haven't had the opportunity to have the experiences that I've had. You know, there's a real privilege to experiences, to being able to go out and tour and workshop your songs and share them with people and be in uh, uh performances with performers that are much better than you and all that stuff and some people are landlocked um for the moment or maybe they're just too busy in their lives or it's a side it's a side deal it's not the main hustle like it's always been for me so i get it you know i've done a lot of cool stuff i've gotten to have the music venue i've got to learn what it was like to run that to run a business multiple businesses and to know what it's like the pressure of running a business understanding the pressure of trying to please as many customers as possible uh, toxic customers um, it's work drama it's just been the whole thing and all of it is relying on your vision that you're hoping works out and your wallet that you're hoping doesn't run out 
And nobody cares about it more than you because at the end of the day, when everybody quits or when everybody leaves or when the place shuts down, they all go home, they go to the next job, they find their next thing, and you're stuck brokenhearted with picking up the pieces of what you built. You know, it's it's interesting to be on so many spectrums of all that because as an artist, I tend to forget about the music venue or I used to forget about the music venue's feelings or the, not, not feelings, I guess that's a really bad way of saying it, but I, I used to forget about what the music venue is going through. I never used to think too much of it. I would just think, oh, I'm going to have this gig as long as I'm going to have this gig. But now that I've been on the other side, I have more understanding of what's happening and what the opportunity of allowing somebody to perform in a public space actually means and the risk involved that the uh, the actual venue takes and it's the same thing with the other ventures you know I had a guitar repair shop you know you always just think I'm going to take it to the repair shop oh they're screwing me you know I, my guitar was buzzing and now I got to pay $150 what the hell you know but when you're on the other side of the bench and you're working on this guitar, but you're five guitars behind, and you have a deadline, and the musician insists that you have it done in three days, even though you know that's not physically possible for a setup to be done in three days, um, you know, or you have a restoration job that goes south in the middle of going through it, that you're trying to correct in the middle of trying to get these other jobs, and then all of a sudden, 150 bucks seems like a good compromise. You know, and then <laughs> I've been in the uh, the teaching seat, the community organizer um, seat. And as a musician, you think to yourself, I don't understand. Why won't they book me? And then you realize from the community organizer sense, oh, because they need to go with um, artists that are completely solid and not working their way through it. They need to go with somebody that they know is not going to curse at somebody. They need to go with the least amount of drama because it's a public event with all ages. Um, when you're a teacher, all you want from your students is their, their, their attempt at doing what they say that they want to be into, right? So um, when I say that, I mean when I had students and all of them are in a group in a class and we're all sitting in a group and they all say they want to do this they want to learn how to write songs they want to learn how to perform better and then as you move through the process you realize that they want the idea of performing better and writing better songs and keeping themselves accountable but they're not emotionally ready to be that person so as a music teacher, you try to, or as a songwriting coach or an artist development coach, you try your best to be available and you try to do everything you can to express what you need to express to help motivate them and help them keep and help keep them inspired to continue down their path. But then you realize there's this moment where you have to let go and you have to just let them be how they're going to be because not everybody's ready for what they signed up for. And as a teacher, you might be selling them short. You might not be expressing yourself as well as you thought you could express yourself. You might not be able to um, connect the dots for them as well as you thought. You know, 
when I was teaching, the one thing that I noticed was I'd have to say the same thing in three different ways. And what teachers don't tell you is that you have to say the same thing four different ways. <laughs> and if you don't say it four different ways, if you say it four different ways, you're going to have to say it five different ways because everybody understands and communicates and learns differently. But when you let them down, it's always a soul crusher. Or when they let you down, it's also a soul crusher. When you know that they have the information and they can accomplish what they said they can do, and still they choose the bad habit, or still they choose not to work, or still they choose to ignore the easy, the, the obvious, you know, the I'm just not that good of a performer, or I'm not good, that good of a singer, I need to work on this stuff, or I don't have songs that are written that well, I need to work on that, I need to stop getting in, um, in love with my music and start getting in love with how I connect with my audience, that kind of stuff, and you know, it's it's been a it's been a trip to to sit in all these different seats, and now I'm back in the artist seat, and I'm looking at this landscape, and I finished a record, and hopefully it's going to come out on December 29th, which is really exciting for me. But what do I do after that? Now I'm back in the artist seat, and I'm looking at it from the artist seat, and I'm going, man, there's not many avenues for for artists right now. You basically are relegated to um, writing 90-second TikTok songs that you hope will pop on TikTok or whatever so that other people can use them. And maybe there's a, there's a cash flow funnel right there. And that's the thing we never want to talk about, right? We never want to talk about the money. But here's the thing. If we're supposed to make this our living, how do we make money off of it? <laughs> you know what I mean? If we can't make money off the thing that we want to make our lives... How do we exist in essentially a capitalist system, right? So this isn't the medieval days. No one's going to bring me bread just because I wrote a song. <laughs> you know, I have to figure out how to make cash from this somehow eventually. Now, I'm very lucky with all the projects that have happened and uh, all the crazy things, even the move to Colorado. We've uh, found ourselves in a financially enough stable situation. It's tight. It's different, but it works. And I get to fuck around and be the artist guy. I don't know how long, but I would be lying to you if the money thing wasn't on my mind. You know, I've had to cancel um, things I really want to go to because of the cash flow. Um, again, I'm not in trouble. This is not a, like a financial dire straits situation, but it is not... I'm not able to just get up and travel and go somewhere and do something cool. Um, and it's a bummer. And everybody has it way worse. Some people can't pay their electricity bill. But the bummer, the feeling is still there. You know, I always tell people whenever someone has complained to me about something and um, I always try to, my, my instinct is to first compare it to the things that I've been through and be like, what the hell is the big deal? But then I remember, I remind myself, the higher thinking, the higher level thinking, I remember that the worst thing that's happened to somebody is the worst thing that's happened to them. And all their experiences dial up to this moment being brutal. So you got to have empathy, right? And, you know, so it's like all about the pivot. But the problem is, what is the pivot? What is the profitable pivot? And uh, that's where it gets tricky, man. I just don't know. I'm not sure. 
you know, there, it's all fun and games to, to do stuff and, and to have fun. And everyone should have fun making their art. But at some point when you're trying to make it a living, when you're trying to figure out what the cash flow situation is going to be eventually, um, how it's going to work, you're not going to get it from Spotify plays, right? It's going to take 8,000 Spotify plays to make four bucks. All right. So it's just not going to happen for most of us, especially not me. <laughs> but what we could do is, uh, figure out how to blend in our, what I guess I'm saying we, but what I'm talking about is I. What I am going to attempt is to blend in my need for community, that community building aspect in me, that part of me that wants to build a community and see a community thrive and live. I'm going to try to blend that into my want of having this happy life existence of mine, just feeling mentally fit, mentally strong, and happy and fulfilled. And then I'm going to try to see if that turns around and turns into some kind of dividends that is helpful in a, a capitalist society. <laughs> so one thing I'm going to try is I'm going to try this donation process. All right. So I'm going to release the record. It's going to be on Spotify. You can listen to it however you want. Um, but I'm going to try to figure out how to have like a donation button of some kind so that you can send me tips if you are financially able and want to support in that way. If you don't, maybe you can just share the music. Eventually, it'll turn into a dollar, is the hope. And after a lot of eventuallys, it'll turn into enough of a dollars, enough of a dollars, enough dollars that I'll feel kind of like I am getting paid. <laughs> because a lot of times a tip feels like a tip, but then there's this moment that happens where you develop such a good stage show or you be, develop such a good performance show or a tour or something, a gig where the tip starts to feel like pay. And that's what I'm looking for eventually. The other thing I'm working on is, um, all these messages that I get, I get these messages from you guys periodically. Some of you are former students and friends, and, uh, some of you are just strangers on the internet, which, uh, used to be a weird thing, but now I guess it's just a normal thing. <laughs> um, but uh, but I get these questions, uh, these questions that don't seem, I guess they seem kind of like the answers seem obvious to me, but um, I got to remember that it's not obvious to everyone and it wasn't always obvious to me. You know, everybody is in a different stage of their, of their small time songwriter career, right? And uh, I forget about that sometimes. And also I forget about all the things I've gotten to do, the repair shop, the music venue, the touring, um, all that kind of stuff, the teaching. Um, the learning, the education. And I forget about that's like a given. That's something that's just a given to me now. It's in me. It's ingrained. It's part of my, my skin, right? If you cut me open like a like an oak tree, it's going to be one of my rings. And um, I just, uh, I started thinking about like, what can I do that kind of fits that need of mine to share information and to do it in an organic way that doesn't feel like too much of a swindle. You know, one of the things that I hate about these musician podcasts most of the time is that they don't keep it real. They make everything sound super simple and they're always trying to sell you something. I'm not trying to sell you something. Maybe today I'm trying to sell you something a little bit. <laughs> but what I'm really trying to sell, if I'm selling anything, is that we're all just trying stuff. And here are some things that I'm trying. And uh, the information and the knowledge that I want to give to you, um, I want to make it in a way where it's worth um, something. 
because uh, you can have skin in the game, but it's not so much that it feels like an obstacle. So for me, I always look at the old patronage kind of way. You know, I used to talk to my mentor about this all the time. I had a mentor. She was a painter. Her name's Nancy Russell. You should check out her work. Um, and uh, she used to talk about patronage or patrons where uh, people would would give the artist bread and food and money in exchange for their art. And, um, and, and I started thinking about that and I think that's the direction I want to go because I kind of think that's the direction we're all going. Eventually we're going to get back to that. We're going to be trading. So, um, what I'm looking for more is to share my knowledge and the information that I have with you and create a little program which I love creating programs. I've been creating programs for a few years now and call it the uh, small time songwriter program and cover cool stuff, stuff that I think is a given for me, but maybe not a given for you. And it could be helpful to you on your journey. So the first thing of course will be songwriting and we'll talk about that. Um, and I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to make an audiobook version of this or if I have to make videos. There's a problem with videos. The videos are going to take a lot of setup time. They're going to take some scripts. They're going to take um, me memorizing my script. So it's like a whole thing. So I'm not super into that because it's too much work and it takes me too far away from writing music, which is my main job. But what I can do is I do write every day and I do, uh, I am going to teach these workshops at these art centers, at this art center. I'm going to teach these workshops for a while so I can take that information and uh, write up a little something, a seminar, and then maybe share it with you in an audio version, like an audiobook, just like right now with the podcast, except you'll be learning songwriting stuff. So I'm going to start there and then see where it goes. And I hope you guys like it. I do want to say really quick, thank you so much for supporting me after all these years, those of you that continue to support me, those of you have, that have come from uh, the the fan fandom section of my life and turned into a friend which is beautiful. And those of you who have trusted me to mentor them, thank you so much for letting me do that. And those of you that have just really become my friends and my loves, and I love you guys. So um, thank you for, for always supporting what I do. Um, Longmont is an interesting place. I'm really excited about this Firehouse Art Center thing. Um, if you're listening to my podcast and you're from Colorado and you found the Firehouse thing and you're just kind of connecting with me now, welcome. This is the shit that you're going to get into with me. <laughs> We're going to talk about songwriting and being the songwriter guy all the time. That's just how I live my life. Occasionally I curse and I hope you like it. <laughs> but that's it for this episode. Uh, it's more of an update. So uh, let's do a quick wrap up. Okay. The album where the leaves turn gold comes out. I hope December 29th, if all the paperwork goes through correctly, which uh, you never know with me. <laughs> and then you have um, um, the firehouse art center workshops, songwriting workshops. I'm going to be able to teach some with the host and resident artist there, Dwayne Wolf, which I'm really excited about. This happens currently once a month. The next one is on December 20th. So if you're in the Boulder County area, if you're Longmont, Colorado person, um, check it out. It's on, uh, it's in downtown Longmont. I think it's on Kaufman and, and no, it's on main street. And I think, I don't know what street it's on, but it's there. You know where the firehouse is. I'm, I'm the new guy. You're from Longmont. You should know where this is. <laughs> but
but uh, it's going to be really fun. I'm excited to teach that stuff, and I hope you'll join me. It's going to be a lot of cool songwriting tips and tricks. It's going to have uh, a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the future, and uh, it's a great way to write new songs and get your songs uh, shared with other songwriters. So let's do that. It's going to be super fun. So album, Where the Leaves Turn Gold, December 29th, December 20th, Firehouse Art Center, and the songwriting workshop with uh, host and resident artist Dwayne Wolf. Check out his work. It's pretty cool and funky. Um, he's actually like a, like a media artist. And then um, the last thing is the small time songwriter program, which I'm going to start working on. I am going to do some kind of audio version of this songwriting seminars so that'd be cool maybe i'll just uh record the songwriting seminars but i'm going to share them with you here on the podcast every once in a while they're not going to come on the regular schedule which is uh, usually thursdays um it'll be sort of a bonus episode we'll do something like that all right hope you guys are good thank you so much for the support keep writing keep trying to figure it out it's never going to go well the first 10 billion times but every once in a while we'll get lucky we'll hit a home run and it's going to be a lot of fun so um just keep writing and keep working and that's all i'm gonna keep doing and just keep trying to explore um your path because we all have different paths and we're just gonna figure it out together all right see you guys later bye bye